Four hours have passed, and there's been no sign of her. She's run off before after regulation room visits, but never for more than an hour. Lie or no lie, I've got to find her. Behind me, a throat clears. I turn my head slightly and lock eyes with Peter. He has pushed his light brown hair, which usually hangs in his eyes, off his face. He's part of the reason we got into trouble this morning and I know he feels guilty for Honey's prolonged absence. Are you going to go find her? He whispers. His teeth, large and crooked, look too big for his small mouth. What Honey sees in him is beyond me. Peter knows as well as I do that if anyone finds Honey outside today, she'll get in even bigger trouble than she did this morning. It is Ascension Week here at Mount Blessing, and no one is allowed outside except to walk to and from the Great House for meals. Mount Blessing is the religious commune just outside of Fairfield, Connecticut, where I was born. I live here with my parents and my little brother Benny, along with about 260 other people, including Honey. Mount Blessing was founded by our leader, Emmanuel, who wanted to create a community of holy people, separate and apart from the sinfulness of the rest of the world. There is no one in the world quite like Emmanuel. My dad told me once that the reason so many people keep coming to live here is because Emmanuel can make broken people whole again. And it's true. There have been people who have come here messed up on drugs, feeling lost, or even suicidal. After spending a week or so with Emmanuel, they become completely new people, striving to live good religious lives. He heals them from the inside out and sometimes from the outside in. After Emmanuel laid his hands on little Frankie Peters, who has been stuttering since first grade, he began to talk just as well as the rest of us. And just last year, Grace Willoughby's facial tics vanished completely after Emmanuel prayed over her. Dad tells us all the time how lucky we are to be living with such a saintly man, and I know he's right. Now I glance at the clock on the wall. One thirty. Taking a deep breath, I look back at Peter and nod my head. His whole face relaxes as he closes his eyes and resumes chanting. But I cannot even look at the crucifix when I turn back around. Bowing my head, I make the sign of the cross over my chest and try to control the quavering in my whispered voice. I know telling a lie is a sin, but I have to go find honey and I just can't think of any other way to get out of here right now. I will make it up to you with an extra penance tonight, I promise. Please forgive me. I squeeze my hands so tight that my knuckles turn white. Please. Reaching under my robe, I pull out the Saint's Way from inside the waistband of my jeans. The Saint's Way is a book about how to live our lives, using the life stories of saints as examples. All the adults at Mount Blessing have the book but Emmanuel gives each child a personal copy on his or her twelfth birthday. I got mine two years ago, and I'll never forget it. I was both nervous and excited that morning, excited to be turning twelve, and nervous about going in to see Emmanuel, who would present me with the book. It is always a huge honor to have a private meeting with Emmanuel, but it also made me a little shaky. Standing in front of him is an intimidating experience, what I imagine looking directly at God would feel like. Anyway, 
Mom ironed my best dress and helped me pin my hair up into a neat bun, and Dad was waiting for me on the front porch when I came out. The sun had just risen, and the air was still cold and purple. You ready? Dad said, inserting his hands into the sleeves of his big blue robe. Everyone at Mount Blessing wears blue robes, all the time. I nodded and straightened out the folds in my own robe. I think so. You look nice. Dad said, holding out his hand. Especially your hair. I wanted to tell him that being twelve meant that he didn't have to hold my hand as we walked toward the great house, but I didn't. It's not every day that Dad compliments me, and I didn't want to ruin the moment. We stood outside Emmanuel's room, and Dad rang the buzzer that would let him know we were there. In a few seconds, the red light above the door began to blink. My mouth was as dry as sand.